From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, March 26th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Storms packing powerful winds knocked out electricity across Ohio this morning. ONN's Dave James reports. The wind followed rain and thunderstorms which swept across the state last night. The gusty winds downed trees, branches and power lines forcing some school districts to close for the day. According to PowerOutage.us, more than 150,000 customers lost power around the state. By 10 a.m., the number was down to about 100,000. Most of the state saw wind gusts of 50 miles per hour. Forecasters say a peak gust of 63 was recorded in Marysville, northwest of Columbus. Dave James, ONN News. And those high winds were a problem in northeast Ohio this morning as well. ONN's Michael Kelly hit the road to see it firsthand. Driving through northeast Ohio communities in Lorain and Cuyahoga County this morning, I've seen signs shaking side to side so much you can't even read the speed limit. Downed tree branches as well as trash cans, siding. And there's a power outage in Lorain this morning thanks to a tree that came down in the northwest part of the city. So we'll find out a little bit more about what damage these storms did as the day goes on. Michael Kelly, ONN News. Electricity providers are urging Ohioans who may have lost power due to high winds to exercise patience as crews try to restore power safely. Angela Rygert has more with David Callahan, emergency preparedness manager for AEP Ohio. AEP Ohio are expecting to have between 800 and 1,000 crews working statewide. You could have down trees, down power lines. It takes them a bit because they are trying to be safe. It's all about safety. Uh, we want to make sure they go home at night the same as they came to work in the morning. And we need to have them available to get the power back on. So we want to keep them safe. But yeah, it's it's there are difficult locations to get to, even in the city. In Columbus, Angela Rygard. Governor Mike DeWine said yesterday the state's new COVID-19 cases aren't trending downward fast enough to remove health orders anytime soon. Kevin Landers has the latest. The governor has said if we reach 50 cases per 100,000 people, those health orders will be lifted. We learned the cases are going up slightly. The governor said we were at 180 cases per 100,000 three weeks ago. Last week, we dropped to 143 cases per 100,000. We jumped to 146 cases per 100,000 population. Along with the plateaued statewide case rate, we're seeing 52 counties with an increase uh, in their county level cases per 100,000. At the State House, Kevin Landers. The Ohio General Assembly has passed Governor DeWine's transportation budget proposal. Andrew Kinsey reports. The House passed a bill to give crucial funding to road projects and reject fee increases for drivers. The bill invests $8.3 billion for the maintenance of the state's transportation system. The bill's provisions include more funding for public transit, local road project funding, fixing pavement slips, and repurposing closed way stations. The bill now heads to the governor's desk. I mean, A political group backing Amy Acton's Senate bid has pledged to spend up to $5 million to help the former Ohio health director win the Democratic primary next year. The Columbus Dispatch reports the 314 Action Fund, which launched an effort two weeks ago to encourage Acton to run, is announcing the significant spend in the hopes it nudges Acton toward that announcement. The group recruits and backs Democratic candidates with science, technology, engineering, and math backgrounds. Acton was appointed state health department director by Governor Mike DeWine in February 2019. She left that post in June 2020 after leading the state's response to the first part of the coronavirus pandemic. 
Last night in suburban Cleveland, nurses at university hospitals in Parma were lighting the night at a memorial service. Laura Queso has more. With candles, tears, and memories of those lost, heroes from UH Parma Medical Center are remembering the lives lost to COVID-19. I remember holding the hand of the first patient with COVID that I placed on the ventilator trying to reassure them. I want to assure each and every one of you that's here tonight with us that we cared for your loved ones as one of our own and our hearts broke as well when they were no longer with us. And they cared for those who survived. I'm Laura Queso. An independent investigator has ordered six police officers in Columbus to cooperate with an investigation into allegations of police violence during anti-racism protests last year. More from Molly Brewer. A retired FBI agent hired by Columbus to investigate those allegations says the six officers are not suspected of wrongdoing, but are considered witnesses needed to prosecute potential crimes. The city's Department of Public Safety says statements by the officers can't be used against them, but failure to cooperate could lead to departmental charges of insubordination. Only five of 60 officers identified as connected with the protests have agreed to be interviewed. Molly Brewer, ONN News. And the Federal Communications Commission is gathering stories from around Ohio and the country from those who don't have reliable internet access in the age of such reliance on that technology. Yolanda Harris has the story. Here in Ohio, it's estimated that a million people lack access to high-speed internet. That's according to Innovate Ohio. Well, to expand high-speed internet in Ohio, Lieutenant Governor John Husted, the founder and director of Innovate Ohio, says he and Governor Mike DeWine have asked the legislature to approve $290 million to invest in broadband here. He says until now, we've been relying on internet service providers telling us where that service is and is not. Uh, we have up-to-date maps based on their reporting, what the coverage is supposed to be for Ohio for high-speed internet. But I was up in uh, where I grew up in rural Northwest Ohio, talking to individual customers you see are supposed to be covered here, but they say they don't have it. I'm Yolanda Harris. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.